listening to Conversations with Mashi only on 101.9 High FM. And a good Erev Shabbos. Special, special Erev Shabbos. Because this is the Erev Shabbos when Jewish women in South Africa and beyond are going to bring in Shabbos just a few minutes earlier and pray for peace in their homes, peace in their hearts, peace in the country, peace in Eretz Israel. There was a very special woman, Dawn Nates, of blessed memory, who initiated this wonderful Jewish Women's National Day of Prayer. And although she passed away, her children continued to do this initiative for the elevation of her soul, Devorahena Chaya, the daughter of Reb Dovid. So, in 1995, Dear Dawn started this initiative, asking Jewish women throughout South Africa, now it's gone international, to set aside a few extra minutes on Erev Shabbos. And she chose an Erev Shabbos in Elul, when not only we could pray at the time of candlelighting for peace and harmony in South Africa, in the Holy Land, pledge some tzedakah to any tzedakah, any charity, and to recite Psalm 27, and to do it privately. Don't have to go anywhere. In your own home, just before lighting Shabbos candles. The power of lighting Shabbos candles is unlimited. It is a mitzvah that represents all the other mitzvahs, for a mitzvah is a candle. But most mitzvahs, you don't see the candle, you just know that it's a candle. But Jewish women are privileged every Erev Shabbos to bring Shabbos in, to bring peace in, to bring tranquility into their homes, even before Shabbos begins, even before the husband makes Kiddush, even before Shabbos is welcomed in the shuls. And it's an incredible, incredible time every single week when we can ask for anything that we really need. The heavens are wide open. Generally, on the wings of a mitzvah, our requests are pushed up. Certainly, if we give tzedakah beforehand, thinking that we're going to give to someone, they may not be deserving. We may not even know them, or we may not know them well. But we give away something of our own. That elicits tremendous mercy on high that whether we're deserving or not, Hashem gives us generally, generously gives us whether we deserve or not, stretches toward us. The face you show heaven, heaven shows you back. Candlelighting is an incredible time for all of our requests to be answered. Certainly when we unite with others, Certainly when we do so in the month of Elul. Certainly when we do so, focusing on the needs of our own family, 
because when we ask for the things that we need, we ask for it more passionately, with more emotion, with more connection, because we feel it. And when we are able to spend time just being, connecting with our inner self, our needs, and knowing that Hashem can give us anything. He can change anything. He can open doors. He can shine lights where we cannot. That knowledge can be extended outward, knowing that Hashem can bring us the Mashiach. Hashem can change the darkness of this world in one instant. And what he loves best is unity. What he loves best is when we, all together, hold hands, care about each other, and do not remain stuck, limited. The Parsha this week is an amazing Parsha. It is again a Parsha that is always read before Rosh Hashanah and therefore has much to teach us about how to prepare, how to get ready for the awesome Day of Judgment. We'll be right back after this short break. You're listening to Conversations with Mashi only on 101.9 High FM. I'm Mashi Lipsker. It's Erev Shabbos Parshas Shoiftim. The days are getting longer. We'll be lighting our candles, please God, by 539 so in keeping with the special Erev Shabbos of Unity, United Prayer, let's try and approach our table to light our candles at about 5.30 so that we can have them lit in time, having first prayed, having first given tzedakah, and prayed for peace in our country, peace in the Holy Land, peace in our hearts, peace in our home, and offer special prayers, and of course, after lighting the Shabbos candles, to continue to do so. Before lighting Shabbos candles, the custom that has been instituted by Dornates of Blessed Memory is to recite Psalm 27, 27 in Psalms, the Lord is my light and my salvation, a very special Perak of Tehillim that has allusions to all of the festivals in the coming month, as well as a reference to Elul. The Lord is my light on the day of judgment, Rosh Hashanah, and my salvation on Yom Kippur, for he will hide me in his sukkah. And then, Lulei he'emanti lirois, if I had not had the faith, if I hadn't known that I would see in the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, and that is the word Elul, Lulei, Elul spelt backwards. And it's an awesome, awesome psalm that has God's name 13 times. We say it twice a day, every day, for seven weeks. And in that way, bring down the 13 attributes of mercy into our consciousness. May we be blessed to prepare for the new year in a way which is deep and meaningful, which the Parshas help us to do. 
And this week the Parsha is called Shoftim, Judges. And Moshe tells the people, Shoftim v'shoitrim titan l'cho b'chol she'orecha. It's a Parsha of leadership. You shall establish, when you come into the land, judges, sheriffs. And the Parsha goes on to speak about appointing kings, about the Kohanim, the priests, the Nevi'im, the prophets, leaders, judicial leaders, leaders to teach morality, leaders to teach ethics, religious leaders. The Jewish nation is a nation that has the mission to prepare this world to be a dwelling place for God. And the emphasis is this world, every aspect of life, has to be elevated, refined, so it has to be lived, but lived correctly. When we just decide for ourselves, we are not objective. And the Torah emphasizes that the human nature is not to be objective, certainly not about ourselves, and therefore it's important for us to submit, to submit ourselves to authority. When you submit yourself to authority, you actually are able to channel and focus all of your energies with discipline. Is discipline a good thing? Well, discipline can sometimes feel restricting. That mitzvah, not do this on Shabbos, not say that, not go there, not dress this way, it can feel very restricting. It is restricting. But it's restricting like when you focus a laser beam. You put all the light in one direction and you achieve something. Whereas if the light or the energy is diffused in all directions, yes, it's free, but it doesn't achieve very much. And Tyra wants us to feel that we're producing because that fills a person up to feel productive, to have a fulfilling life, and therefore a structured life is very, very important. The structures of Tyra, godly wisdom, you know, every machine comes with a manual. Well, the Tyra is a guide for life, for our lives, to tell us how to live sparkling, fulfilling life, not just when we're children or teenagers or young business people or young marriage partners, not just in our middle age, not just in our old age, but something that encompasses us from the moment we are born until our final moment in this world. Freedom? Well, freedom needs to be channeled as well. God created freedom. He took us out of Egypt. He freed us from slavery to becoming his royal servants. We can never just be without structure. Without structure doesn't make us happy. Without structure makes dissipates our energies in all directions. And our sages tell us, 
einlach ben chairin elamisha oisek betalmatira there is no freer man than the one who is occupied with the study of Torah. Sounds a bit restrictive. But when you realize that man has the gift of seichel, of intellect, nothing else in creation, not even the angels, have the gift to choose and decide and to discern according to their choice, according to their intellect. There is no greater freedom than he who is occupied in the study of Torah, delving, drawing, synthesizing the lessons of Torah and his life. There's a well-known story about a chosid of the Altarebbe. The Altarebbe, Rabbi Schneir Zalman of the Adi, whose birthday comes up Soon, it's in the month of Elul, the 18th of Elul, just 12 days before Rosh Hashanah. Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, unlike many other Jewish leaders in his time, was not in favor of Napoleon winning the war. Despite the fact that Jewish people at that time were suffering at the hands of the Tsarist government and so on, He felt it was not yet close enough to the time of Mashiach for man's rights as the French were fighting for to be offered across the board. For when the spirit, when the everyday life goes down, when freedom is there, then God forbid spiritual life can suffer. So despite the fact that the Jewish nation has suffered untold difficulty it has always somehow made them know who they were. It stayed assimilation for thousands of years. It gave us the ability to focus on who we are and what our life's mission is, because if we did not remember we were Jews, the rest of the world reminded us. So the Alter Rebbe was not in favor of Napoleon winning. And Toward this end, as Napoleon was um, entering into and penetrating into Russia, the Altarebbe actually called in a chosid of his, whose name was Reb Moshe, Reb Moshe Meislish. And he asked him to apply to become a spy for the Russians in the camp of the French. Reb Moshe came in for a private audience. He waited to hear words of wisdom from the Rebbe, and the Rebbe merely said to him, Gedenk Moshe, Zolzain Moach Shalit Al-Halev. Remember, Moshe, it should be, in other words, remember to enact Moach, the mind, Shalit rules Al-Halev over the heart. And then the audience was over. And Reb Moshe was a bit bewildered. He knew that Hasidic teaching very well, that we are taught to train ourselves, to think before we feel, to review an emotion, to see what it's worth, 
before deciding, yes, this is a good emotion. I'm going to go with it. Don't ever just rush in. Don't fall in. Don't be misled. You are a creature of intellect, intelligence, discernment. And Moshe went off deep into the heart of Russia, and it was winter. And he got into the inner circle. And one day, he was there as an interpreter. He spoke Russian, and he spoke French. And they trusted him. And one day, he was sitting warming himself by the fire, while around the table behind him, a very important meeting of strategy was going on. They were planning how they were going to penetrate into the heart of Russia and what their war strategies were. Reb Moshe was sitting at the fire and with his thumbnail was scratching out on his stick the very path they were describing. When suddenly the door burst open and there stood Napoleon. Napoleon was known to be a black magician. Napoleon stood there and thundered, There's a spy amongst us. And he then went around and went from person to person, placing his hand on everybody's heart. When he came to Reb Moshe, as he was approaching Reb Moshe, Reb Moshe remembered his private audience with the Rebbe. Remember, Moshe, it should be mind over heart. And this Chosid, very, very developed man, was able to apply that dictum. Moyach shalit al-halev. Let the mind control the heart, rule the heart. And he managed to calm himself so that his heart didn't even miss a beat. Such incredible, incredible um, power does a human being have. Our minds are powerful. Our minds can direct. Most of us use a fraction of our abilities in our lifetime. We are capable of so much. We are capable. The question is, do we submit to authority? Do we submit ourselves to the power of a judge, of a king, of a priest, of a prophet, those who are more learned, those who can see further than us, those who have gifts from God, who've been put into our lives to direct us according to Torah. It's an amazing thing when we know that Hashem has given us abilities, and he's also given us the support that we need in order to be able to achieve, to release our innate gifts. Each one of us, of us is a veritable treasure house of love and fear of God. Unfortunately, we are in a world and in a body where materiality Reigns. But if we get direction that can unleash and reveal and release our innate gifts, our godly gifts, our spiritual gifts from the hands of our 
ingrained materiality, we can fly. We can fly. And during this month, we read this parsha because there are so many special lessons to help us to actually get where we're going to prepare for, please God, requesting and receiving a sweet new year. And so, although we don't have neither a king nor a judge, there's no Jewish judges today, we don't have a Jewish king, we don't have prophets, we don't have the institution of the Beit HaMikdash and the Kohanim. Nevertheless, there is something that we can do. In Ethics of Our Fathers, it says, Asei l'chorav. Appoint for yourself a mentor. Appoint for yourself someone who has the object, objectivity, who can see things, because it's hard for ourselves. We are so subjective. Someone who can steer us guide us when we're unsure, save us from that ingrained materiality, help us release that inner powerful Ahavas Hashem and Yiras Hashem, because each one of us is an incredible light, an incredible powerhouse. We'll be right back after this short break. You're listening to Conversations with Mashi only on 101.9 High FM. Mashi Lipsker here, and we're talking about the Parsha, which is the Parsha of leadership, the Parsha called Shaiftim, judges. And we speak that all these Parshas have something to teach us, impart to us, inspire us with in our preparation of the new year, for they are always read in the month of Elul. We are people who have many weaknesses, many strengths. We've just spoken about our intellectual abilities, which go by and large untapped. We also have weaknesses because of our ingrained materiality, tendency toward things that we see, tendencies that are part of our selfishness, as it were, the way God made us, so that when we choose, it is truly a choice. We don't know everything. Only Hashem knows everything. Unfortunately, people judge a lot. But it's so nearsighted and subjective. People think they know. Of course they know. How could it be different? Remember the story of the little boy who was holding two apples Mommy loved this little boy. He was such a sweetie. And she came into the room, and he's holding these two apples and looking at them. And she said, Darling, will you give Mommy one of the apples? And then, to her dismay, he quickly took a bite of the one and then a bite of the other. And she thought, Oh, dear. What are you thinking? But then... He looked at her and said, Mommy, take this one. It's the sweeter one. Amazing. When do we ever think differently? When do we ever judge the other? There must be a reason for their behavior. 
or do we jump to conclusions? Remember the story about the woman on the subway, and she's riding along peacefully when suddenly the doors open, and a boisterous group gets in. It's a tired-looking man and three lively children. The man sits tiredly down, and the kids, they absolutely run around wild. They push each other. They bump into other passengers. They laugh loudly. The woman looks. She thinks to herself, should he not be able to control his kids? This is a public place. Other passengers begin to speak. Look at him. Why doesn't he just say something? Look at those kids. How badly behaved. And so it does. The whole car is talking about this obvious bad behavior. And just before he gets off, the man stands up and he says to everyone, Please excuse us. Please excuse the children. We're just coming from the hospital. Their mother just passed away after a long illness. Aha. Ah. Shalone da. Men's only schwissen, but everybody's going through something. It's not about me. He looked at me funny. She didn't greet me. They didn't come. They didn't reply, and so on. Who knows the truth? The ultimate judge knows the truth. That's Hashem. Only he knows. As we will say in the high holy, service, holy day services, Hadon Yechidi Lavoy Oilam. He's the only judge of everyone. Who is he? He is our father. He is our mother. A mother with unconditional love. A father with, who gives compassionate loving guidance, guidance, even though sometimes it might seem a little bit uncomfortable. Remember what the Baal Shem Tov said, that Hashem loves each one of us. Like the only child is beloved to his parents, Parents who have waited for him till their old age, and then they finally have an only child. How much do they love this child? And our Hasidic masters tell us, he loves, Hashem loves, each one of us, even more than that. The total unconditional love of a mother, Hashem is our mother, the total compassionate guidance of a father. He's our father. He's also our king. Of Vinu Malkeinu, imagine that the king is your father. He not only loves us as a parent, but he loves us as a dear friend. He loves us as a sister. Achoisi, Rayosi, Yoinosi, Tamosi. The voice of my beloved is knocking. Open up for me. Open up for me. Let me in. I am your husband. I am your loving husband. Your passionate loving husband who wants a full relationship with you. I am your brother. I am your friend. I am your father. I am your mother. 
I'm your king, every level of relationship. And he's the ultimate judge because he made us and constantly makes us. We're all so subjective. We have all the excuses. We need objectivity, guidance, direction in order to live a full life. We are too subjective. The Baal Shem Tov teaches that when you see something in someone else, Hashem is holding up a mirror for you. If what you see makes you irritated, angry, annoyed, disgusted, then actually you're looking in the mirror. Hashem is holding up a mirror to gently, as a loving father, say, look within. If you only see something that needs to be done, then Hashem has brought you to a place where you can do a big mitzvah. In getting ready for Rosh Hashanah, what is most beloved to Ovinu Malkeinu? A father loves it when the children care about each other. He knows our limitations. He knows our sadness. He knows if we're tired and hungry. He knows if we're drained. He knows if we're worried. But he knows that we can do it because he's given us the incredible, incredible ability. We have amazing powers. We are called Odom. And the word Odom is from the word Adameh. I will emulate. He has modeled for us how to behave. He's Avinu Malkeinu. Just as he is merciful, Rachum Vachanon, he asks us to show mercy for others. Just as he is Kodosh, holy. What does the word Kodosh mean? Not just holy, but it also means separate, objective. He's asking us to be Kodosh. Kodoshim tihiyuki Kodosh oni. I am holy, says God. Be holy, emulate me. And by emulating him, we actually nurture our godly soul, bring him great nachas, and it's quite amazing. But each one of us, despite the fact that we don't have judges in our time, the Pasuk in the Parsha tells us something beautiful. The Parsha begins with Moshe is telling the people, you must appoint judges and sheriffs for yourself in all your cities. And Hasidic teaching teaches us that each one of us needs to become our own judge at our own gates. What are the gates? The gates of our bodies that allow things to come in. We have ears. Things come through those gates. We have eyes. We have a nose and a mouth. And through those, all the stimuli of the external world come into our personal world, into our bodies, affect us. And this Pasuk, this opening passage tells us, put judges and sheriffs at your gates, station guards at your gates, 
to not allow these unhealthy stimuli harmful to our spiritual health to God forbid enter and wreak havoc within us. How in the world can we stop these negative influences from coming inside? And he answers by studying the Torah. Torah study helps to refine the way we look at things. We'll learn which influences are beneficial and therefore they're allowed and which ones are harmful, therefore forbidden. We need to be very strict with ourselves. We need to become our own judges and our own sheriffs. Who is our judge? Our mind is our judge. That's the first judge that Hashem gives us. And the sheriffs, each one of us has strength in order to enact, to enforce, to make good habits of the ideas that the mental judge that each one of us has, because that is our hallmark. Man has seichel. And when we listen to the dictates of our inner judge and we use our minds correctly, we enforce through all of our powers, our heart, our vessels of action, what our mind has dictated, even if we don't feel it totally, we then have an incredible start to the month of Elul, an incredible preparation for the new year. Each one of us needs to find, search diligently for a Torah mentor, will strengthen us and help us to make decisions and stick by them. Each one of us, when there's a sheriff, when there's someone watching, is going to try much harder. May we all be blessed that this Shabbos bring us extra clarity and extra determination to actually change something small in our lives this Elul to refine, to uplift, and to take us a step closer to a good and sweet new year. Good Shabbos.